I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. Christiana Kashtanova is the author of the graphic novel, Zara of the Dawn. Ms. Kashtanova had previously applied for and obtained a copyright registration for her graphic novel. Sometime after the novel was registered, the Copyright Office, on its own accord, instituted an inquiry into the registration with a specific focus on the artwork in the novel, which was generated through the use of Mind Journey AI technology. After the inquiry, the Copyright Office revised the registration and excluded from protection the images created through the use of the AI platform. We are going to talk about this case on the next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Here's a brief history of the matter. In September, 2022, Kashtanova submitted a copyright application for her graphic novel. Her application did not disclose that she used an AI application to create any part of the novel, nor did she disclaim any portion of that work. After the application was registered, apparently the Copyright Office became aware of statements made by Ms. Kashtanova in her social media that she had created the graphic novel by using Mind Journey's AI tool. Don't you find it a bit odd that the Copyright Office was watching or reviewing Kashtanova's social media? The examiner must have had some belief that AI was somehow involved in the creation of the graphic novel. You know, Josh, I never thought that the registration process in the Copyright Office was that in-depth. I, I mean, I know they examined applications, but I really thought it was more pro forma. But it seems that I am mistaken. In any event, based on this new information, the Copyright Office determined that the original application was incorrect or substantively incorrect. The office then notified Kashtanova that it intended to cancel her registration unless she provided additional information in writing showing why the registration should not be canceled. As we have previously covered, the basis for the Copyright Office's refusal to register AI-generated works comes from how the Copyright Act defines the scope of copyright protection. Under the Act, a work may be registered if it qualifies as an original work of authorship fixed in any tangible medium of expression. Courts interpreting the phrase works of authorship have uniformly limited it to the creation of human authors. According to the Internal Copyright Office practices, in order for a work to be entitled to copyright protection, the work must be the product of human authorship. Works produced by a mechanical process or by a macaque monkey, as we previously covered, or by random selection without any contribution by a human author, those works are not registrable. In responding to the Copyright Office, Kashtanova's lawyers argued that both the novel's text and the selection and arrangement of the text and images are copyrightable since the text was written solely by Kashtanova and the text and images were arranged solely by Kashtanova. The Copyright Office accepted these arguments and held the text to be copyrightable, as well as the arrangement of the text and images. With regard to the images, Kashtanova's counsel argued that she used the AI platform as a creative tool, similar to how a photographer may use Adobe Photoshop. The decision rendered by the Copyright Office goes into great detail as to how MidJourney works and how Kashtanova used MidJourney to create the images. This is important to understand why the Copyright Office found the way that it did. I'm going to simplify this description just a bit. 
Midjourney offers an artificial intelligence technology uh, platform that's capable of generating images in response to text inquiries or inputs provided by the user. Users operate Midjourney through prompts, which are text commands. Prompts must start with the text uh, uh, backslash image and contain text describing what Midjourney should generate. Users also have the option to include a URL as one or more of the images to influence the generated output or include parameters directing Midjourney to generate an image in a particular aspect ratio or providing other functional directions. After a user provides Midjourney with a prompt, the technology will generate four images in response. The images are provided in a grid and buttons underneath the grid allow users to request that Midjourney provide a higher resolution version of an image, create new variations of an image that Midjourney has generated, or to generate four new images from scratch. Kashanova's counsel argued that the artist and not the machine guided the structure and content of each image that was used in the graphic novel. Her counsel argued that, quote, all the images in the work were designed by Kashanova. The visual structure of each image, the selection of the poses and the points of view, the juxtaposition of the various visual elements within each picture were consciously chosen. These creative selections are similar to a photographer's selection of a subject, a time of day, and the angle and framing of an image. In this aspect, Kashanova's process in using the Midjourney tool to create the images in the work was essentially similar to the artistic process of photographers and, as detailed below, was more intensive and creative than the efforts that goes into many photographs." End quote. And it was this, quote, creative process that Kashanova applied to the creation of each image that the Copyright Office found fault with. So here's the creative process. First, Kashtanova would enter a text prompt for Midjourney. Then she would pick one or more of the outputs to further develop and would tweak or change the prompt as well as other inputs provided to Midjourney to generate new intermediate images and ultimately the final image. Kashtanova did not claim to create any visual material herself. To obtain the final image, Kashtanova describes a process of trial and error in which she provided hundreds or thousands of descriptive prompts to Midjourney until the hundreds of iterations created as perfect a rendition of her vision as possible. In taking into account this uh, process that Kashtanova used, the Copyright Office held that Midjourney users are not the authors for copyright purposes of the images the technology generates. Now, the Supreme Court has explained that an author of a copyrighted work is the one who has actually formed the picture, the one who acts as the inventive or mastermind. A person who provides text prompts to mid-journey does not actually form the generated images and is not the mastermind behind them. While the information in the prompt may influence the generated image, it does not dictate a specific result. Because of the significant distance between what a user may direct Midjourney to create and the visual material that Midjourney actually produces, Midjourney users lack sufficient control 
over the generated images, to be treated as the mastermind behind them. It's this lack of control over MidJourney's specific outputs that makes the MidJourney AI platform different from Adobe Photoshop or other creative tools that are used by artists. The Copyright Office makes an interesting comparison of the prompts to instructions given to a commissioned artist. If Castanova had commissioned a visual artist to produce an image and gave that artist the same detailed instructions as she included in her prompts to the MidJourney platform, Castanova would not be the author of that image. Absent the legal requirements for the work to qualify as a work made for hire, the author would be the visual artist who received those instructions and determined how best to express them. And while Castanova spends significant amounts of time working with MidJourney, that effort alone does not make her the author for copyright purposes. The argument that the sweat of the brow can be the basis for copyright protection has been soundly rejected by courts and the Copyright Office. The Copyright Office will not consider the amount of time, effort, or expense required to create the work because those factors have no bearing on whether a work possesses the minimum creative spark required by the Copyright Act and the Constitution. So where does that leave the issue of AI and copyright? That's a more nuanced question than it may seem, Josh. While the output method Castanova used for MidJourney did not result in copyrightable works, the office did say that it is possible that other AI platforms that may generate expressive material, which may operate different than MidJourney, uh, may produce copyright protectable works. Based on what the Copyright Office said here, it seems to me that there would need to be more of a nexus between prompts and output in order for the creative work that's output by the AI platform to be protectable. Uh, once an image was generated, the further prompts would need to reflect a direct control on the next image that the AI platform generated in order for, at least in my opinion, the work to be protectable. Also, the, copy, the Copyright Office did say that Castanova, that had Castanova made substantive edits to an image that was initially generated by MidJourney, those edits could provide human authorship worthy of a grant of copyright protection. It's a complex and interesting issue, Scott. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And while you're there, leave us a positive comment. For additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thank you. <laughs>